and welcome to Too Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies that we have not seen based on nothing but their weird descriptions. I am Brantley. And I am Albert. Brantley's going to be reading our movie, at least the first one, for this week. Brantley, what do you got? Blue Monkey. Blue Monkey. It's a 1987 Canadian horror film. It sounds like a terrible tech startup. <laughs> that's going to make, like, milk. They, they've reinvented milk somehow. It still comes out of cows and everything, but it's it costs $18 it's a bottle. It's not milk. It's bovine lactal fluid. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. Right. Go ahead. Blue, blue monkey. Marwellia Harbison is an eccentric old woman who owns a greenhouse. Handyman Fred Adams stops by to do some work on the light fixtures and comments on how one of her plants is drooping. It's an odd-looking plant with yellow flowers. According to Marwella, it came from a newly formed volcanic island off the coast of Micronesia. It's Wait, okay. Yeah? I like this setup. This is an interesting... So, a volcano just popped up in the middle of the ocean. There wasn't an island mm -hmm. there before, and all of a sudden there's a plant growing on it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I want one of those. Did she go out on an expedition? Is that explained in this? No. She just has it from there. Some guy she knows or... So she get a, a hold of it somehow. And right. Micronesia is a great place. Micro, not enough horror films take a place in Micronesia. Or like monster films. Like there's so much weird little island-y stuff. Yeah. And people out there are still way more... Um, I think I've seen like a giant like... Giant ape thing or monkey thing in there. Okay. might have been a movie we covered on here. I don't know. Everything kind of blends together after a while. There was the one where they're, like, searching for the mis missing link in China for some reason? Was it Thailand? It was Thailand. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Which is not China. No, but we're from American. and From American. That's where we're from. Yes. It's okay. I've just like this. I'm going to assume now yeah. that it was buried beneath the earth for millions of years or whatever, and now mm -hmm. it has come forth into the light of the sun and has sprouted. Anyways, Does it, it need human blood? Uh, it's drooping, and its current state happened overnight, and Marwella is at a loss to explain what could have caused it. Fred inexplicably hurts himself on the plant, as though he pricked his finger on a thorn. However, Marwella claims the plant has no thorns! Bum, bum, bum! <laughs> and neither she nor Fred can figure out what could have pricked him. Nevertheless, he seems okay, and after bidding Marwella goodbye, he walks out to his truck, whereupon he immediately starts feeling strange and collapses. Marwella okay. calls the paramedics. This is a weird... Like, I was expecting a Leslie Jr. situation here with uh, the plant needing blood. So, I have seen the trailer for this one. Okay. Pretty much sure this movie takes place in a hospital. Oh, so this is just set up. Yeah. For, like... Why he's in the hospital. What year did you say this came out? 1987. Okay. Um, Fred is taken by ambulance to the Hill Valley Hospital with a very high fever. The Hillbilly Hospital? Hill Valley. Oh, okay. It should be a valley between hills, which is how most valleys work. I, I, I guess, well, I was going to say it's also, I mean, the other way you can read that is a complete oxymoron. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, it's a hill valley? What? No. Or at least there can be, like, hills in the valley if it's between, like, mountains. Welcome to the town of Dry River. Our hospital well, is... Well, that just sounds like your, your town's having a rough time. I guess. You're, like, in a dead riverbed. Hopefully it don't rain too much upstream. We'll die. 
<laughs> On call are doctors Rachel Carlson and Judith Glass, who are astonished to see that the man has already developed gangrene where he pricked his finger. Their attention is taken away from Fred when police detective Jim Bishop brings his partner in with a bad gunshot wound. The two so been... we're, we're establishing, we're setting up all the meat that's going to be... We're setting up thing. who's going to be in this closed circle of the locked hospital, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two had been involved in a stakeout that went poorly, and Jim's partner got shot by a point-blank point range. However, Rachel's confident that with surgery, he should be okay. Wait. It's just he comes in, he just needs to be able to surgery, and so that's going to be our ticking clock to, you know, resolve whatever goes crazy. Okay. I, the, the way that they phrased, like, it was a stakeout that went poorly. I mean, a stakeout guess, yeah. that went poorly is your guy got away, not, like, you got shot. I mean... Those are different... Th different levels of going poorly. Yeah. It's it, like, the date went badly. Oh, okay. She, no, like, she died like? in her soup. <laughs> she fell down and, like, was paralyzed by a bug that bit her, and I thought she was dead already, and I went to call the ambulance, but it turns out she was still alive until she drowned in the, the miso soup that I ordered, and so, no, it went poorly. We were actually hitting it off really well. In the adjacent bed, Fred begins convulsing and winds up vomiting an insect pupa out of his mouth, after which he seems to stabilize. Oh. <laughs> I wonder... What did you say the title is again? Blue Monkey. Blue Monkey. I remember... I don't think... I definitely haven't seen the whole thing. I caught at some point on some TV thing somewhere a movie that had really, really great, like insect things coming out of people's mouths mm -hmm. effects and it seemed like it was almost a like a a yerk situation from Animorphs where the alien was like inside of them controlling them mm -hmm. until they like vomited it out or whatever I have no idea what that movie was I don't actually think it was this one but if somebody knows what movie I'm talking about where they just have like the best pupa bulging alien making its way out of people's mouths like with legs writhing and stuff where you're like I know this is a puppet but I have no idea how they did that <laughs> please at me on twitter at albert underscore berg so the pupa is hurriedly, uh, hurriedly contained in a bell jar in the hospital's in-house laboratory <laughs> okay but they're on top of this thing I thought it was gonna like get into the air vents or something but the nurse is like oh Whoa, no grab that <laughs> out of the patient's mouth let <laughs> that Rachel's concerned that whatever Fred had might be contagious and orders mandatory checkers of everyone, including Jim. He had a bug inside of him. Yeah, what do they, they go? Is, it's contagious to be puking out bugs? Suddenly I'm less impressed. I was very impressed that they caught the bug and they were like, let's keep this thing. <laughs> but now I'm like, but what if it's contagious? I mean, you got the thing. It was, a, you know, if coronavirus was like six inches across, we'd be able to see it. Yeah. Like... Do something. When Jim comes back clean of any mysterious parasitic insects, Rachel decides to show him around the hospital, including their high-tech research facility, where they're testing out new and powerful surgical lasers. Uh, set up for the future, I assume. Yeah, probably. Something gonna get lasered real hard. Definitely a checkup's done, yeah. Attempts to x-ray the pupil prove futile, as it is, so it is decided to slice it open. They don't have bones the way we do. Why would you x-ray that? Well, like maybe they... EKG, maybe. This is 1987, I don't know. Yeah, it's possible that all they, have. they actually did, like, an MRI in the movie, and the writer of the description yeah. is like, it they was x -ray an x-ray. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. 
Uh, in so in do they cut it open. In so new in doing so, the doctors unleash a particularly feisty insect-like creature. But with Jim's help, they're able to get it contained. <laughs> Meanwhile, Fred so things keep puking up other things, and they keep being like, "We got this one too." I'm actually worried for the comp like, just for the fact that this movie needs to have drama. That everybody seems to be so good at like catching <laughs> and dealing with stuff. This is like a town that's had like. 15 episodes of the Twilight Zone, so they're just on top of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, you know, the one zombie shows up and they're like, pop! <laughs> That's how you handle zombies. Anyway, <laughs> that'd be a great, just, like, like completely other type of movie and a zombie, like, wanders in and be like, somebody shoots it in the head and they're like, anyway, there's an back X to our rom-com. Yeah, there's an X XKCD comic where it's it started with Patient Zero and then, like, blam, blam, and it ended with Patient Zero. The rest of the movie is a rom-com. <laughs> like, I'm on board. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Fred is faring worse. In addition to having been uh, parasitized from the insect, he's coming down with a mysterious disease the creature was carrying. There's so many weird layers to this movie. Yeah, they don't. They, I think they're overcomplicating. There's like, there's a pupa inside of him. Then that pupa had an insect on it, in it that comes out. But also the pupa was sick and it made him well, sick too. The pupa might be the adult form of the insect. Oh, the pupa is like... the the cocoon stage. There's the larva and then pupa. Okay. So the life cycle of this thing is crazy fast, but... It needs to be because it's a yeah. horror movie. Yeah. He goes into cardiac arrest, and when Jude the Glass attempts to revive him with shock paddles, his chest violently explodes. Meanwhile, Marwella and the paramedics who brought Fred in are coming down with the same symptoms. I'm honestly surprised she's still in the movie. The or at least gardener the, the lady from the here. beginning? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. I, I feel like part... I, I, I would assume that she would just still be at home. Right. And at some point, somebody would have to go and get her to get the plant to figure out what's happening on. It but, makes sense that she would be like, I mean, yeah, they're dealt with the same yeah. deal. And she seems semi close with Fred, so, yeah, I it's, get it. See, I gotta say, though, going back to the plant, this thing's life cycle is just garbage. <laughs> you know, like, it's not getting anything out of the fact that it's infecting these people. It doesn't suck their blood. I think, I don't think the plant is what did this, because the plant doesn't have thorns. So I think the, the larva was on the plant or it was mutated by biting the plant or something and oh, then got into Fred this is a big weird, okay way, way too convoluted though <laughs> because yes. if you've got it so you have an insect like a regular insect that gets infected by an alien plant I mean from millions of years ago or something yeah that then mutates or it's it. like this weird prehistoric bug that starts off as a really small egg and then grows real big I don't know I'm not saying it's impossible. Like, <laughs> sure, I guess fine, but that's a weird, a weirdly convoluted plot for a horror movie. Hospital director Roger Levering is resistant to quarantine the facility for fear of you have you are a leader of a hospital. You have exactly one job, and that's keeping from getting sick. Listen, his job as the mayor of 18 other counties didn't. When work did he out get a medical degree? So he went to school. Was. Not prepared for this character we've insisted is the same guy to show up again. This is the best running joke of the podcast, but it's so weird. <laughs> also, it's raining now. Irrelevant. Yes, if you hear if you hear other background noise that isn't the air conditioner, it's the rain now. We're sorry. It's Florida. It's hot, and there's rain, and we're in a metal building. Yeah. Do 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 do. Rain on a hot tin roof. You uh, didn't pay for this podcast. Quit complaining. <laughs> Anyways, he doesn't want to cause a panic, 
but Rachel is at least able to get him to bring in, entom bring in entomologist Elliot Jacobs in the hopes of identifying the mysterious insect. The but what now? He's the host of identifying mysterious hopes. insects? Oh, okay. I thought he had like a like he was a celebrity guy with <laughs> maybe like local cable access show about <laughs> identifying the mysterious insect. That one's a grasshopper. Uh, does anybody remember Bugo's Rude on the Animal Planet from like 1999 or whatever? I do fun. not remember this. Anyways, irrelevant. Before Elliot arrives, a group of children from the hospital's pediatric ward start roaming the halls. This hospital is confusing because they're on top of every weird bug-related crisis that happens. But they can't keep track of patients. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kids, though, so, like, what, you had them locked in their rooms before? Come on. Yeah, and he is refusing quarantine, I guess. I don't know. Lab technician Alice Bradley is tasked with guarding the insect specimen is lured away from her post by her boyfriend, Laser Lab Technician Ted Andrews. I want, like, a comic called Laser Lab Technician Ted Andrews. <laughs> Laser Lab Tech. You can, with a name like that, you can understand how he, how he was able to uh, lure her away from her yeah. post. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I'm doing this very important medical research, but it is laser lab technician Ted Andrews. I love how this is phrased. Okay, lab technician Alice Bradley, tasked with guarding the insect specimen, is lured away from her post by her boyfriend, laser lab technician Ted Andrews, to have sex. <laughs> I, no, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, had to, I, I got that. Thank you. I was, I was and then, tracking. And then, which then leaves the insect completely unguarded. Yes. Thank you for Thank you. filling in all of the blanks. The best part of that sentence was laser technician Ted Andrews, but... Laser lab technician. Lab. Yeah, sorry, I forgot about the lab. It's very important. The children wander on into the lab unnoticed. Because it's a laser lab and they want to see Ted I mean, Andrews. It's cool. <laughs> He's awesome. Seeing the insect, they decide to feed it some bluish powdery substance one of them finds in a bottle on a shelf. Oh, I forgot that this is called Blue Monkey. Yeah. You'll but, notice the dramatic lack of monkeys. Yeah, I... We've got the blue! The blue is in. And arguably humans are apes, but not monkeys, but still, close enough. Uh, primates? Yeah. Can we settle on that? Yeah, okay, split the difference. They argue over who gets to pour it into the jar with the insect, and as a resort, they pour in an excessively large amount of the powder. <laughs> Hearing the nurse and orderly returning, the children quickly leave. Unbeknownst to the two, the insect has grown to gigantic proportions and broken free of its last prison. It promptly kills them both. I want to point out our, our last episode. We talked about a movie that had many bad taglines. Mm -hmm. I have just now pulled up the poster for this one, and the tagline, there's a bad bug going round, is a pretty great That's tagline. That's pretty great, because hospital and actual bugs. And also that font, the two font choices, really cool. Yeah. Again, not helpful to people listening, but cool. Um, the nurses running screaming away from the bug make it look like a different kind of movie than I was anticipating. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. Elliot Jacobs, the entomologist who they called to identify, arrives and he, Rachel, and Jim survey the car carnage. Elliot I'm sorry, I was distracted by yet another... I, I need you to read that again, but I have another tagline to read. Okay. From a different poster of Blue Monkey that is painted... And it, on, on large font, it says, they breed, they hatch, they kill. Mm -hmm. Smaller font underneath of this, maybe it's just a phase they're going through. I would have stuck with the bad bug going around. Yeah, but, but, bad bug going around is really good. 
Okay, That's I'm gonna real fun. I'm gonna look away from the screen now. All right. Elliot Jacobs, who is the entomologist who right. they called, arrives and he, Rachel, and Jim survey the carnage of, you know, bug grew big and killed two people. Yeah. Elliot is horrified when he discovers that the bluish powder the children fed the insect was a growth hormone. <laughs> was this hospital in, like, a place to manufacture supervillains? Yeah, it seems... Because they're, they're, like, prepared for, again, all this weird bug nonsense. They've got laser They've got labs. laser labs, and they have just growth hormones, bright blue, in a jar, and it's a powder. And they're basically ready to deal with anything except for the incredible virility of Ted Danson laser lab technician. And the uh, and precocious and unstoppable curiosity of small children. Yes, who, by the way, are just wandering around. Yeah, there's like, kids. Just I thought that they were going to be like, they were infected or something, but no, they're just kids who have nothing better to do in the hospital. <laughs> And the nurses are all with the laser lab technicians, so not paying attention, and they're like, let's add blue powder to stuff. Now, the insect is giant, and it could be anywhere. No, it cannot. <laughs> no, it cannot. That is the problem you have when it is small, or if you have like a spaceship like Alien, which I think you're trying to lean into at this point. Yeah. You are in a hospital. Admittedly, it has secret labs all over the place, so maybe there's like secret tunnels. But remember that time when Godzilla could just hide in the middle of New York City? It's a perfect... It's, it was the perfect hiding place. On an island. Unlike any island in the world, it's an island where you can hide. By burrowing. Under New York City. And nobody feels that. Also... I defend that movie to a point. But I like that movie, but he builds a nest in the middle of Madison Square Garden and nobody noticed. Yeah. Did they did they have like an evacuation scene at some point so you could kind of, uh, like they say that and then there's like, like cars like blocked up, like on the bridges trying to leave. Yeah. Okay. But there's still clearly people running around. Fair enough. Yeah. Da -da -da -da. It turns out the insect is in the utility tunnels underneath the hospital. Which okay, fine. They have secret tunnels, I guess. Yes. Where the creature kills a hapless janitor and then begins building a nest for its brood. Are, are, aren't most janitors hapless? They can be happening. What, what, is, what does that even mean? Like, yeah, janitors aren't usually going around expecting to be killed by giant insects. <laughs> it turns, what, you know, what would it's a surprise for this man. So would the opposite of that word be like hapful? I don't know. That's a good question. I'm, I'm going to Google now. I'm going to look up the definition, first of all. Like, I know what it means. Oh, unfortunate. And the opposite of hapless listed here is lucky. So not hapful. No. I don't know. I, I'm very, like, weirded out by the, uh, I want to see what the entomology is. Etymology? Sorry, not entomology. Freudian? Not a Freudian slip. Is that a Freudian slip? That's just, like... No. Two words that sound similar and happen to have meaning in the same context of this movie. Call Dr. Freud. Anyway, continue. Did you? Rachel, Jim, and Elliot figure out how to stop the insect while Judith deals with the consequences of the disease. Because remember, I brought the disease. That's also a layer to this movie. Okay. The right. disease the creature has spread throughout the building. Before the military, summoned by New York's Lincoln Institute, a facility for disease, disease, disease control takes drastic measures and destroy the facility. Cool. Does the secret tunnels have like an exit point? 
Is there a secret I exit? have no idea. I mean, the fact that the hospital even has secret tunnels is kind of a... Uh, it's a weird hospital. It's a very weird hospital, yes. I want more movies set in this hospital where they deal with another weird, like, bizarre world-ending threats every, like, year or month or so. Like a TV series? Situation? Or just like a series of movies. Like an anthology series where it's just like this hospital is the main focal point and just weird crap keeps happening here. I like that idea. There's a couple of series that are sort of like that. What, there's one that's set in Australia called The Strange Calls, which is like about this guy who is in this very, very small town in Australia and he's just like the night policeman. Mm-hmm. Or like he mans the nighttime 911 thing. And so there's like the old guy who's been doing it for years and then the young guy shows up and he's like, you know been jilted or whatever and he's just coming into town and the old guy's like so stuff happens here just so you know and sadly i don't think it got very far like it's one of those episodes or one of those series that kind of tried to build a little bit of a mythology Mm -hmm. but it never got super far but it was just like weird kind of just manifestations of oddness that happened in this town. It was it was like a quirky X Files, but localized. Uh, Erie, Indiana was another one that mm-hmm. did that. You ever hear of Erie, Indiana? I've heard you speak of it, man. And I've seen a trailer for it or like a poster of it on Twitter. If I was a if I was a podcast starting man, and I oh, had yeah? more time, I would do like a, a whole like mini series podcast just covering every episode of Erie, Indiana of the first season. Did not much care for the second season. I didn't finish it, so I got yeah. a different kid. Erie, Indiana needs a reboot. Same guy who wrote Z Nation, by the way, wrote Erie, Indiana. Yeah. Did we uh, finish up the? Did they blow it up? That was the end. They they're gonna three of them are gonna deal with the bugs. The other one's gonna deal with the disease. And that was the end of the movie. That is the end of the description on Wikipedia. Okay. I I wanted to cu- circle back around to hapless. Uh-huh. Uh apparent the the word hap used to have something to do with luck. Okay. Like uh I've Oh I know happenstance. I've, that makes sense. Right, or it was his hap to find okay. a gem, right? In, th- in that sense I don't even think it necessarily means good luck, although it, I mean it does in that context, but like just means he had the luck to find this thing. Mm-hmm. So I kind of knew that, but I had to be reminded by the etymology people. Should we do another one? Sure. Next up, we have Bite from 2015. Oh, no. What? It's a movie from the 2010s? Yes. Um, they're getting worse. That's all my, is my point. What do you mean? I, that's, I've said what I mean. They're we getting like worse. Bumblebee. That was from 2010s. No, no, no. I'm not... This is not a movie we've heard of. Yeah. Schlock is getting worse. <laughs> Alright. The regular stuff's also getting worse on average. I'm not saying nobody's ever making a good movie, but I am just so much less interested in going into the theater at this point. Possibly because I'm older and my tastes have changed. Mm-hmm. I'll admit that to a point. But it seems like things are less good than they used to be. Okay. want to go see The Green Knight, though. Well, yeah, that looks awesome, even though it's just retreading old things. Anyways, Casey celebrates her bachelorette party with her friend's Kirsten and Jill in Costa Rica. 
Casey gets bitten by an insect at one point during the trip, but is too preoccupied to take notice. I mean, yeah, she's on vacation, insect bite, big deal. Yeah. It's a weird island. Except you know of diseases. Yeah. Giant giant mosquito or something got her. <laughs> What's she gonna do about it? She is second guessing her impending wedding with her fiance, Jared Kennedy, and exasperated with Jared's mother, who happens to be Casey's landlord. That's that's not a great situation, yeah. Yeah, really not. It's just do you yeah. think that she was the landlord after she started dating him, or is that if, like If a, it was after, that was just a bad idea on her part. If it's before... That's a weird meet-cute. Like, it could have been a completely unrelated, and they're just like, oh, yeah, that's my mom. Oh. She's my I landlord. I guess I can get invested in this relationship anyways. <laughs> yeah. After returning home, her body mutates gradually. Her senses get, get worse, and she is no longer able to feed herself, and she is plagued by nightmares. Whoa! Still recording? The power just went out, apparently. Are we still recording? We are still recording. Cool. The screen went dead for only a moment. Alright. When she wakes up one day, there are insect eggs in her apartment. I wonder how those got there. Jared's mother invades Are they insect-sized, or are they, like, giant person-sized? Um, probably. you played Skyrim, right? Yes, I have. You know the chorus, or chorus eggs? Just, like, a pile of gross eggs in a corner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably something like that. It's like a gooby pile that has bug eggs in it. It could also be like regular insect-sized eggs. And what they're going to go for is that like the insects are crawling out of her and laying them instead of her being the insect. Which is horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Jared's mother invades Casey's apartment to angrily challenge her about her plans to marry her son. That Casey kills her by spitting acid. That oh, took a turn. <laughs> her friend Kirsten is very worried and visits Casey. But Casey also kills her when Kirsten finds the body of Mrs. Kennedy and panics. Like, she kills her when she panics, or she panics after it's like, oh, I'm a murderer. With acid. From my body. That's pretty... Either one is pretty rough. I'd be, yeah, it's not great. Casey's friend Jill is actually in love with Jared, and she stole Casey's engagement ring in Costa Rica, letting Casey believe that she had a one-night stand. What? She's a bad friend. Well, also, like, how does that work, though? Got her drunk so she doesn't remember the night, and then... Oh, okay. Said you went to a room with a guy. I so, guess. So she's trying to sabotage their relationship. She didn't yeah. actually... Like, Casey doesn't believe this because it happened. She's... She believes it because Jill is... her into it. Yeah. Okay. In fact, Casey was for... Oh, okay. Casey was forced into sex while drunk against her will, and Jill recorded the act. Gross! Jill, you're a terrible person. But no, the other friend is the one who gets acid in the face. Jill shows Jared the pictures of Casey kissing the other man and seduces Jared into sex in her car. She's the worst. Wow. And Jared also sucks. We're re I hope that we're really setting her up to just be, like, completely horribly killed by these insect mm -hmm. things. Casey overhears the two of them due to her mu mutating sense of hearing. Which it says they were, were getting worse, but whatever. Jill uh, enters maybe, maybe everything was changing, so it was yeah, gold okay. and then it got better. Yeah, the bones were changing. Jill enters Casey's apartment as overpowered by Casey and tied to a chair. When she wakes up, a heavily mutated Casey forces her to watch the videos of her rape. She also forces <laughs> Jill to call for Jared, who then... Come on! I wanted... I wanted... This movie's not fun. <laughs> this is not a fun movie! She also forces Jill to call for Jared, who then enters the apartment. Casey kills Jill, causing a fight between Jared and her. <laughs> You're gonna argue about that? <laughs> Although Jared is able to kill Casey, he is seriously injured by a sting. He drags himself back to his apartment and tries to make an emergency call from his mobile, but fails. His mobile? Yeah. So, both of the girls are dead now. The girl who 
set the other girl up to be raped yep. and filmed it. And then showed now edited version and to the girl, her fiancé. Yeah. Okay, yes. And the girl who was raped and then bitten by insects. I assume those are not... If that happened during the rape... Uh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> anyway, she died now, too. Good job on that. I'm super squicked out. This is a gross movie. I'm glad there's still a man alive, though. He got stung. A week later, the entire house is quarantined. The police raid the house and find the bodies of Mrs. Kitty, Jill, and Kirsten in Casey's apartment. In Jared's apartment, they find the seriously injured and already mutated, mutated Jared in a kind of cocoon. When they want to help him, many eggs and insects swell from his body. These attack the police. At the end of the film, two joggers are talking about an upcoming trip to Costa Rica, and one of them is bitten by an insect. Not in Costa Rica, though, so... Yeah, that's so weird. Like, we're gonna go to Costa Rica. I, I guess, kind of... It's related. Paralleled? But it's a weird, like... It's a weird thing to loop in. Yeah. Also, I hate... I hate, 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 hate... This, the sort of nihilistic Oh, this movie's also movie. from Canada. What? This movie's also from Canada. That's fine. People no, from Canada last, like to go to no, the Costa Rica? from Canada. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. It's weird that we have two movies about bugs infesting people and growing big. Like, it's bad enough that you have all this gross, squicky stuff happen. At least, like, the exploitative 80s and 70s rape revenge movies had the quote-unquote good taste to have the person get revenge. Mm -hmm. This is just, like, bad things happen to people because people suck and then everybody died. And then also bug things happen. And bug things that's... Like, there's no... There's no related... Yeah, there's no, like, karmic punishment for anyone involved. It's just... This girl has a real bad run of re luck because she has a very terrible friend. Yeah. And also she and got bit she by got a bug. And she got bit by a bad bug. Which is weird and And they confusing. don't tie and that in, as far as I can it's, tell. It doesn't feel like it's allegorical for anything. It's not thematic, right? I guess you could argue, like... They wanted to do that instead of having, like, some kind of weird rape impregnation thing, but... But the bug is already, like, vaguely that, I guess, to begin with. Like, yeah. alien. Like, what is the point of just everybody being terrible? Everybody's not terrible. All the time, anyway. Right? I, I know you're more of a, a downer I didn't say on a word. humanity than I am. I want to, like... But, that... <laughs> you're making this movie and you just have everybody either be horribly victimized or be a terrible monster and nothing is overcome and then Kirsten was okay it was what because no not Casey's the one who got bit right. Jill's the one the, the terrible person yeah. Kirsten's the other friend who hadn't heard from her friend for a while and came to check on her found the body and then the girl panicked and shot ass at her face those two girls have the worst luck yeah. I, I, w I would even be okay with it if it was, like, terrible person just, like, causes terrible things mm -hmm. to happen around them, and then, like, maybe nothing happens, right? Because sometimes that's how it works, right? Like, at least in our, you know, what we can see of reality, people are often getting away with, you know, being evil. Mm-hmm. But to bring then the horror element into it that seems to be completely disconnected. Why? This is not how you tell a story. No. This is not what you do. 
you either have the people fight against the thing and maybe like they don't survive and maybe they have flaws or you have like the drama unfold around the person being terrible and play it out however you're gonna play it out you can't do both it doesn't make any sense rant over <laughs> dinner is ready thank you for listening i hope that you enjoyed this if you did tell a friend and uh spread the word and tune back in because we will see you guys next time with another one bye guys sorry for the rain god did it maybe <laughs> <laughs>